Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Frater. And I'm Holly Holton. And today we are around this table talking about something that... Uh, you know, I love, love, love being a mama. I love, love, love parenting and watching grandkids and everything. But Holly, you said something that really sparked in me. And I bet there's a lot of gals that are sitting around this table with us that will be sparked as well. You said having children is like having holy sandpaper or something like that. So tell me what that is all about. (laughs) Yeah. So I said um, basically that, yeah, having children, children are holy sandpaper. Um, And what I mean by that is that they really expose the sin that's hidden really deep inside our hearts. That's easy to kind of overlook, easy to ignore. But when we're faced with children, especially children nonstop all day and in the younger years, Um, you really like they really can bring out some of that ugliness and selfishness that you didn't know was there. You know, that's interesting because my pastor several years ago said he did a sermon on something similar. And he said, you know, when you have no children, but you're married, you learn a little bit about what sacrifice is all about Mm -hmm. because you are sacrificing for your your mate. But when you have children, it is an entirely different set of sacrificial love uh, things that pop into play that you never really knew existed before. And I really believe that's true. There are a lot of things that kids bring out in us, and sometimes it's good and Sometimes it's not so good. (laughs) A lot of times it's not so good, at least on my part. Um, Now, I don't know if anybody's listened to the other podcast and know this about me, but I have six children. Um, So they are 13, 9, 7, 6, 4, and 2. And so it is absolutely insane over here. And Luann, I look to you and, you know, you're beyond the um, intense phase of mothering. I don't think you're ever beyond being a mother um, because all children, no matter what age, need their mama. But you are beyond the intenseness of it and the everydayness of it. And so you give me hope that I can survive (laughs) (laughs) because it is, it can be so intense. And, you know, when I read through the Bible, I look at um, 1 Timothy 2.15. And it says, yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Now, there's several different ways people can interpret this passage. But one of them is that it that being a mother and having children is exactly that. It is holy sandpaper. It is sanctification. It is um, just sanctification of all the ugliness in your heart that can be exposed and bring to light and have Jesus sanctify it. Um, And I truly believe now that I'm in the really thick of mothering, like, yes. And, you know, I I like to say we have more good days than bad days, but they're kind of even right now (laughs) because I'm learning this too. Like I've never been a mom and I I mean, I'm a mom now of 13 years, but I've never been a mom of a 13 year old, you know, poor first child. They always get kind of the mistakes of the parents, but, you know, we're all kind of figuring this thing out together and figuring life out together, but they do like... Being married to my husband, 
you know, you learn to share. He's had to learn to share his food. I don't know if anybody else's husbands have to deal with that, but I'm constantly saying, no, I don't want dessert. And then I take dessert off of his plate. Um, and so he's had to learn <laughs> to share food. And, you know, I've had to learn um, how to uplift him and build him up and kind of my role in the marriage. And he has to learn his role. But man, when you bring children in, it becomes a completely different situation because that selfishness of my time the selfishness of I want to do my thing I want to do I want I want I want you really really understand how much you act like a three-year-old sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that is so true but I've got to say when you say I, I am in the thick of the intense part of parenting right now mm -hmm. I, I hate to burst your bubble but Parenting is intense forever. Ah! <laughs> Don't tell me that. I was. <laughs> let me just say. Let me just tell you because right now, even though it's it's chaos, it is your chaos. It's controlled chaos. You get to call the shots right now because when you say this is the way it's going to be, your kids have to obey. Once they get up and out on their own. All you can do is pray for them and wait for them to recognize the things that they learned in this intense stage of their life. Mm. Because once they get up and out on their own, you've done your part. And now you're just praying that it the foundation is there and that it comes back into their life at the times when they need it most and the hardest thing as a mom of grown children is to watch them make mistakes that you know you could help them with and they are not seeking your help and you're like don't, I know, don't tell me that don't. <laughs> but that that don't you're in the you have to let it go it's out of your control phase and that's yep. probably so much harder and that's so much more faith and you're probably having to grow you know i'm having to grow in more patience and more self-control um, you know, and you're having to really grow in trust in the Lord and trust that, you know, God's going to protect your children when you can't be there. And that that's a whole different sanctification. Um, but it's just as intense. Like, I didn't even think of that. Thanks a lot, Luann. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the beautiful part. Once you get to this stage of life, you can look back and, and God reminds you, remember when you thought you were losing it when they were 13, but we came through it together. And now, you know, when the kids are 23, we came through it together. And now 33, we came through it together. So you have the history of God being faithful mm -hmm. throughout. And so that's what gets you through. That's when you go, okay. And as, you know, I approach my last 20 years of life, I'm like, okay, God, when, when I'm gone, it will continue on. And it's, it's good to know that we've laid the foundation together and yeah they're not always going to get it right but boy did you sharpen me along the way and my kids mm -hmm. now and one of the problems that I have in parenting I would did not grow up in a Christian family so I was I grew up with you know in order to I nobody disciplined my heart nobody spoke truth to my heart and that's probably one of the hardest thing right now that I'm facing is really learning God's truth, 
putting it in my heart so I can speak it over my kids. Because you don't want to just, I mean, you want to redirect them, but you also want to speak the truth to them. And you want to give them a biblical foundation of why we don't do this and why we should do that. And I didn't have that. And so that's been really hard for me in this stage of parenting is trying to figure out how to parent with all eyes on Jesus versus just parenting because there's a huge difference and being willing to say, Lord, I have a short temper and I need you to help it because I know that my short temper can cause harm and damage in the long run. And I need you to help tame my mouth and my tongue so that way I can in the moment not be living off my emotions, but have your spirit controlling me to help guide them. Does that make sense? Hmm, absolutely. And one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is James 1, because there's so much in there that can help you as a parent actually do the things that you're talking about in First Timothy. Because when kids become holy sandpaper and you feel yourself unraveling, I mean, James 1.5 says, do you need wisdom? Mm. Hey, ask for it. Uh, do you need to uh, be still and not talk so much? James 1.19, you know, listen more than you talk. And so uh, all throughout the Bible, God's giving us great little nuggets of how to make it through the parenting years when the sandpaper is rubbing us raw. Mm -hmm. It's rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's it's great. I mean, I would not trade parenting for anything. It is amazing. But you know, there are there are those moments where like in marriage, you can kind of escape for a moment and not have to deal with an issue, right? Like if you're having an argument with your husband and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go grab coffee, I'm going to cool off and then I'll come back. And then you can just not continue on the conversation and you can let things kind of fester. Now, it's not healthy by any means to let things fester and not um, tend to them in your marriage. But I feel like you can't do that with children. Like there's no ignoring an issue. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you have to address it. And that's what I think is the hardest because it's nonstop. Justin Timberlake put out something. I'm just going <laughs> to throw him out there. But he put out something um, dur during the whole quarantine thing with COVID-19. And he said this parenting 24-7 is hard, you know. And people responded like, well, what other kind of parenting is there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's true because it's 24-7. You don't get mm -hmm. a break. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's you know, families that choose to homeschool, there's family that choose to do public school and private, and there's all kinds of educational choices. And I think they are all great. And I think each family does what's best for them. But one of the things that I think that homeschool especially have to deal with is there's really no like, you ain't leaving. Like, we're all here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're going to be here all day. So we need to really work out this problem. And, you know, school kids, you still have to do that, too. You still have to work it out. You can't let things fester. Um, so I'm not saying that public school families don't have that. They have to do things in different timing, but the, the principle is still the same, that you just can't let your sin go unchecked when you have children because it produces consequences in the long run. Oh, absolutely. I mean, kids are sponges yeah. and they learn what they live. So you can tell them all day long what they should do, but they're watching. Oh, yes. And they're looking and they're saying, okay, but 
you say this, but then I see you do it differently. So it's so critical that you allow God to do these heart checks on you and say, wait a minute, am I living what I'm telling them to do? Because they're going to figure it out. And then I'm going to have another little mini me running around with the same issues that I have. So I need God to help me get through this and, and get on the other side of it. And be honest with your kids when you do mess up, right? Yes. And I think that's a huge part is being honest and pointing them to the Jesus that you need um, instead of just pretending that you're perfect and, you know, whatever. Like, that's kind of what happened in my family. There wasn't really any apologies. It was kind of just get over it, whatever. And so for Ryan and I, my husband, we've decided to really lean into those apologies and to be like, you know, this is why we have Jesus, because we make mistakes. And, you know, when they come to me and apologize for something they did, you know, it's just such a blessing that we can sit and talk about. Like, thank God we have Jesus because there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness. You know, I will always forgive you anything. And so will Jesus. And to have that moment of just worship, not like worship with your hands raised and singing, but just worship of the fact that our sins are forgiven. And because of that, there's reconciliation with us and God and with us and and with each other, too. We have the power for that reconciliation reconciliation. Um, And so being able to be honest with themselves, like be honest with them is so important. And they for sure see all your hypocrisy for sure. And they will for (laughs) sure tell you like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, your friends can Mm kind of see it. And then, you know, maybe you have good friends and they'll call you out on it. But for the most part, you know, you don't really get called out on that stuff. But man, kids have no filter and they will call you out on everything and it's just like (laughs) daggers to the heart all the time because you're like oh you're right or I did raise my voice and I just I'm yelling at you right now to stop yelling (laughs) I can't tell you how many times uh when I knew that everybody was out of control you know like this is not going anywhere productive Mm -hmm. so I would just say we're stopping we're praying right now because I can't say anything right and neither can you right now so we just need to get God in the middle of this and let's pray and get our heads back uh, in a calm place but you know what Holly there's a lot of gals that are sitting around with us right now and they're saying oh this isn't really for me because I I don't have kids and maybe they want kids and haven't had them or maybe they're just choosing not to have them but you know what we are all kids of someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was born into a family. So maybe you don't have the children, but maybe you are a child that's always held some kind of a grudge against your parents because they didn't do it right. Well, Holly and I are here to tell you there is not a parent alive who's ever done it right. Absolutely. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. And so, you know, as we talk about sandpaper, maybe if you're listening today and you say, oh, this isn't for me, maybe it is. Maybe you have been in a situation with your parents and you have been the sandpaper and they didn't know how to react and maybe they were wrong, but maybe there's some reconciliation that can happen in your family, no matter what age you are. Absolutely. I mean, the reconciliation is part of the Christian life and that's part of you know, the power of Jesus that we have is to extend that forgiveness and to let that forgiveness kind of infiltrate our hearts. Um, because it's, it's hard for us 
as sinners, we want to hold grudges. We, we like the way that kind of feels sometimes. Um, but as Christians, you know, we, we need to rely on the power of Jesus to, to, you know, work in those hard places in our hearts and fill them with the restoration. And even if we don't physically get an apology from parents or anybody that's hurt us, you know, we, we have the hope of Jesus that, you know, we mm. don't have to live in that hurt. Mm. So true. And I'll tell you that a lot of times I've told my kids, and and I've done it too, sometimes just write down the things that you want to say, because it helps you to organize your thoughts. Because a lot of times if you're trying to uh, communicate with someone and it just comes out backwards and makes everything worse. Often, if you write it down, it will help you figure out what really needs to be said and what needs to be left alone and how you can open up the, the door of communication in a, in a way that will be loving. I always try to teach my kids and grandkids to use a love sandwich mm. in anything. So whenever you're telling someone something hard, then always start out with love, say the hard thing, and end in love so that they know that it's really not, it doesn't have anything to do with my love for you, but I've got to tell you something hard right now. And it's going to scratch and it's going to hurt, but this is this is the truth. And sometimes if we write it down, that helps us get it out. Absolutely. And, you know, I tell my kids, you know, when, when I'm pointing out, because we always say like, oh, you are so good at this. And look at this, like you did so well here. And then we'll say, but, you know, this may be an area where you need to work on. And, you know, our defense, defenses are natural. You can see it in a two-year-old. And defiance is natural, too. You don't want to be told that you're doing anything wrong. You don't want to be told that there's something you need to work on. And when I feel that pushback from my children, when we're discussing some character issues that we see, and we focus on one character issue at a time, you know, we don't, God doesn't, hopefully God won't pour down all the things that you do wrong all at once. You know, hopefully it's a gradual um, revealing process. And so we focus on certain character traits at a time. And when they start to push back, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that one of the lessons that I can lead them with is that this is, you know, when you receive this, when you receive somebody saying, hey, you need to work on this, like it's, it's not critical. Like don't take, learn to take this, learn to take the revelation of sin that you don't see, but somebody else may see. Learn to take that with grace and humility and learn to offer it with grace and humility as a parent. And that's something really hard um, to do because mm. you sometimes when you're really in the moment, you know, and I, I have the gift of words, meaning I can build somebody up. And I think there's another girl in Encouragement Cafe that has the same gift. And she says this, too. Um, like, we can build somebody up, but we can cut you down in a second. Mm. And, you know, I have to watch that with my kids because words, I mean, like, I think we said this in another podcast. So go check that out if you haven't heard it. Um, we talk about how words um, really do impact and take place in your psyche and go deep into your heart and become identity. And so when you're in those moments of learning how to restrain yourself, but also, you know, teaching my kids how to be receptive to it as well, because you're right, like, you know, that sandwich, like this has nothing to do with my love. This has nothing to do that. I, I mean, I would go to the ends of the earth for you, but this is something that I see as your mom that you might need to work on, you know, dealing with children. 
Um, and so learning how to be receptive to the critiques as well is something that we're working on here because it's going to last you forever. You're always going to get corrected. This is something that will never, ever, 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 ever go away until you meet Jesus because we are all sinful. I put my foot in my mouth so many times, even as an adult, and I have to get corrected. And, you know, if learning how to deal with that will set you up for, um, I think, just a better way of dealing with the sin that God exposes you or exposes to you. One of the things that uh, has happened in my life as the kids have gotten older, and I think it happened when they were all in their 20s, they uh, turned and, and started pointing out things and writing letters to me about things that bothered them about my character. Mm. So be ready for that too. <laughs> no, <moms>. you're not. <laughs> you're not filling me with hope, Luann. Today. <laughs> but here's the here's the thing. You know, they need they needed to go through some of that too, and so did I. Because again, it was the first time I had. I was the mom of twenty somethings. Right. You know, so I didn't. I probably didn't handle some of that well because you're. You're trying desperately to figure out what is my role now. So because they knew that they could talk to me when they were kids, then they wrote things down and told me some hard things. And we cried and we talked and we prayed, but we got it out and got through it, you know. So there are, there are things on both ends of the spectrum, whether you are the mom of young ones or the mom of older ones, or maybe you're the kid that needs to have a conversation with your mom now. There are some tough things that sometimes need to be said in love. Yeah, that's hard. And I, 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 I was hoping that when my kids got into their 20s, <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, no, now I'm dreading it a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not at all. But, you know, okay, so Lynn, I want to ask you a question. So as an experienced mom, as somebody who, you know, um, has is still going through parenting, but, you know, has kind of had way more parenting experience than me when those kids become that holy sandpaper to you when they write those letters and they talk about things that you know that you may have said or done that hurt them how do you handle it like how are because mm -hmm. you know it's so easy to get defensive and mm -hmm. you know when I have now my 13 year old you know I have to be more engaging in a conversation with but like when my five-year-old comes and tells me I hurt his feelings it's usually because I made him wash his hands after he went to the bathroom <laughs> and so you know I can kind of be like whatever like I'm so sorry mommy cares about your health you know I can kind of I can kind of write it off I can kind of play it off or whatever but when they really truly come to you and really truly are like it's not it's not really their actions that are exposing the sin in you but it's you know their words that are exposing the sin in you. Mm -hmm. um, how do mm -hmm. you how do you handle that with grace and love mm. as a parent? It, it's very it's very challenging. I'm not going to lie, but you have to kind of get your armor on, right? Because some of the most piercing arrows can come from the ones that you love. Yes, and so you just kind of have to say, okay, I. I, I try to acknowledge what they're saying and say you have every right to say that and you have every right to feel that and I'm so sorry and we start there you know the, uh, 
at first I didn't do that and I didn't handle it well and I was a little defensive like what how could you think that how could you say that but you know then I realized wait a minute they they have a right and they have the um, need to tell me certain things and because I learned to just say okay let's talk about that I'm so sorry let's let's walk through that and uh, and then we just talk about it and once we talk through it then the healing happens and you get you kind of get closer than ever right because you gave them the right to speak man and what a gift you know Mm. because it's so easy as parents to shut down kids just Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. like whatever i'm older than you be quiet (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly but the older they get the more you have to do that but right now we are done for today but we will be back and if you have any questions or comments we'd love to hear them at encouragementcafe.com and may the god of hope give you the courage to encourage others we'll see you back here next week thanks for joining us today at encouragement cafe with luann and friends where women gather friends laugh and hearts mend let's continue our conversation hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.